From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, it's good to be back with you, and we have an exciting show on tap today. How are you, first, first and foremost? I'm doing good. It's great to be back, and I look forward to talking to our guests. Well, this is a special one because if it wasn't for, for this man putting together what he's done, uh, James and I may not have gotten a chance to meet each other at least uh, as, as uh, recently as we have. And, um, and it's really what has been created has been uh, a good way for, for, I think, the industry at large to, to connect, connect and communicate. Um, so without further ado, I want to introduce the founder of AV in the AM. Uh, he's none other than Chris Netto. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you both for having me on. It's uh, quite the introduction. I, I I rarely play matchmaker, and I'm happy to have uh, had a small part in getting you guys together. And uh, the rest is that's your magic, man. It's not me. All I had was a hashtag that put you guys together. That was it. <laughs> well, well, Remember, you got up. You got up early on a Sunday morning. Both of you got up early on a Sunday morning to be part of it. So. Thank you. That's the only, that's, I, I can't thank people enough for doing that. So. I, so I think what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about, you know, the, the, the origin of AV and the AM and, and how people could get involved. But um, what, what's so cool, at least, you know, we, and we talk about this a lot on the show is just the fact that it, it, it as you said, people are getting up early on Sunday mornings to talk about AV and get on Twitter. And it's, it's really kind of magical. And, and it's uh, something that I think is really built this great following. So, so how did it all begin? It began with a coffee cup and a lot of people telling me, no, it won't work. It was never a design. So let's get that out of the way first. It was never a design that I, I said, you know, I'm going to make an AV chat happen because prior to this, there was AV chat and that was run by um, Linda Frembies and, 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 and Paul Konikowski. And that was a, you know, second Friday or first Friday of the month at three o'clock. And I first jumped into Twitter. I kind of was introduced to that, um, but it was very different. Um, it was, a lot of questions, a lot of back and forth, very formal. Um, I took a little bit of the formality and cues from it as I developed AV and AM. But, um, you know, AV chat was the first chat that was there. And then eventually, you know, through time, it kind of disappeared, right? Disbanded. Paul went off and did some stuff. And Linda, uh, I think, exited the, the AV industry at the time. And she was one of the original AV people or AV tweets on Twitter back in the day. Um, but yeah, uh, that that was the AV chat. So AV and the AM started with a coffee cup. I got up on Sunday. I'm a dad. I have two kids. Um, I get up on Sundays and I'd like to make breakfast. Uh, today was a holiday here. So today I actually got up and made some eggs and, and bacon and stuff like that. I know James was trying to see if I was going to release that, uh, that recipe because it was my protein uh, uh, keto uh, frittatas that I made this morning. Not that I'm on keto, but I absolutely love the fact that uh, some of these things are just bacon, egg, and cheese. You can't go wrong with that, right? So I get up in the morning on Sunday. I take a picture of my coffee cup. I say good morning because I, that's what I do. And that was about three years ago. And uh, the picture of the coffee cup was not the big deal, but I took the picture of the coffee cup and answered somebody about, Alexa, somebody was asking questions regarding Alexa about, uh, will it ever make the corporate environment? A handful of people that were there kind of rummaging around on a Sunday morning, kind of answered back, Hey, yeah, nah, never going to happen. And I'm like, it's, you know, it's the iPhone. 
conversation you guys are telling me now eventually it's going to happen it's only just it's a matter of security and it's not me or you that's going to figure this out it's a MIT guy who's going to go figure it out they're going to make it okay and you're going to have nothing to argue with me about so let's move on it's going to happen it's just a matter of time and uh the following week i said let me try this again didn't think that it was really a chat a formal chat next week i took a picture of my coffee cup said good morning and immediately somebody asked what are we talking about this week i'm like dude this is it's only been seven days like what are you waiting for this but so the part of the origin story is that i i i tapped in and discovered something right when i go on social and it's something that i that i tell people when i when i do social talks or have like a social media webinar or seminar or something i'm not a master at this right uh, some people will say oh dude you you're good you know what you're doing it's all trial and error do i strategize at times but a lot of it is it's the old throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks right so i found out at eight o'clock in the morning that there are some commonalities going on there a lot of AV people, a lot of AV dads at the time or moms were up because other people were up. It was prior to going to church. It was prior to going to soccer games. It was before pandemic. So we were actually up and doing things, right? Pandemic changed it a little bit. But um, what happened was I discovered that on Sundays, there was a lot of common folk like myself and you guys um there watching um so originally started with a small group 10 15 people and then it just grew and then it grew and then it grew and within about a month i had uh, the idea for for AV and am and the logo that james has on his uh shirt and uh, i i quickly had a logo turned up and i turned it into a hashtag quickly within three weeks or so and it was born that was it because the minute you want to identify. And I know as the programmer is a conversation amongst the programmers and for the programmers, right? So one of the things that was, was, mis was missing from AV was that we have a great social network on Twitter with the AV tweets and other forms of communications are out there. James is obviously familiar with the Slack the group and there's the AV user group, which is a formal group. There's the HETMA organization, which sprung up as well. And uh, for many years, Steve, you remember the old Polycom user group, the PUG group that was there. And what is the, at the core of all this? It's taking people and their common interests and putting them together and giving them a platform, right? It never started out as a platform with AV and the AM and never thought that it was going to be, you know, a soapbox. I didn't realize it was what it was going to become. I just thought it was a chat and it was Sundays and there was a lot of arguments between me and my wife about what am I giving up on a Sunday now? And um, it took about a month or so. And she would hear my phone buzzing at 630 in the morning when the UK folks would start, hey, are we doing a chat today? And are we chatting? And she said, what's going on? I'm like, I got to go. She's like, go, <laughs> go, <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> Um, you know, so I'm home, you know, the downside is she's like, you know, it's every Sunday. I said, it's every Sunday. I've learned some tips and tricks along the way, but it's almost become like it's part of it's now it's part of my routine, right? It's a little bit more uh, involved than just the, what you see on Sunday of me spending, you know, time retweeting and stuff like that. I have to manage the topics. I have to manage a couple different things. I, I never took days off from it for a while until I decided it's time to do takeovers and let other people do a takeover. You guys participated in one of those as well. 
Um, so yeah, it, it, it evolved and I let it evolve organically as opposed to forced. There's no marketing plan behind it. There was no scheme. The only plan that I can say I ever had is that, um, I did plan to do some cool stuff at Infocom. And for the last two years, I've been robbed of that. Uh, anything that I could possibly put together, the idea fizzles, right? The first the first year that I actually had an event, it was cool. I, I had a, I had a couple of coffee urns and gave away some mugs that I that I put together, and that was before AV Swag. Um, Infocom 2020 uh, was supposed to be my rock star moment in in a very weird way. I wanted to walk into Infocom. And I wanted to see somebody wearing a t-shirt because the swag shop had just opened. And to me, it would have been that rock star moment, meaning, you know, uh, you're a band out of a small town in PA and you just heard your, your, your single on national radio. Like to me, that was the moment I'd walk in and see some random, you know, person wearing an AV and the AM t-shirt that I'd never met or that I'd never saw post on Twitter. And, you know, the ability to, to just go over and say, that's a cool t-shirt and take a picture of it. And they may not even know what my involvement is with it. Yeah, that COVID took that from me, but it gave me so much more in, in, others, in another sense. So it's a very long-winded answer. That's how it started. And it's going on. It's coming up soon. The anniversary is coming up uh, January. I think it is 21st. I have to check my, my books. Wow. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, James, uh, I'll let, let you jump in, and, and you know you can uh, comment either on, on what Chris said or or share kind of where what's drawn you to to this conversation because it's something that I know that you were purposeful about in getting involved and and you've you've uh, I think gotten a, a lot of rec- notoriety and recognition and 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 you know kind of built a following in in some regard. Yes, you're correct. I got a following and raised through the ranks, you could say, because of AV and AM. But I want to hit on something what Chris mentioned. He let it grow organically. And I think that was the key to it. I mean, I've been a member of many different kinds of groups. I've been on Google Plus. I've been on MeWe, if you guys know what that is. There's tons of different social platforms out there and none of them have taken off or been as a community as like av and am that I felt and then that's kind of how the slack group that chris mentioned is the same thing it's being built organically and it just keeps growing and it's a community and that's why i'm hoping with cp here with the ask the programmer is growing this organically so i think that will really key to Chris's success is letting it to grow organically. I yeah, mean, it's, it's not been all wins. There's some things that have, that have failed, uh, but I'm super cautious and I am. Um, it's so weird. I never stated rules for AV and the AM, but everybody kind of have these unspoken rules about AV and the AM. What would you consider an unspoken rule of AV and the AM? No trash talking. That could be one. It's very little trash talking. A lot of his advice. I'll, I'll say one. It's rare that people use the AV and the AM hashtag Monday through Saturday. Nobody, yeah. nobody messes with the hashtag. Unlike all the other hashtags that are AV related, it is one that has been off the 
radar. And it shows because it is a very popular hashtag, but it will never be number two because people don't use it attached to AV tweets as they do pro AV, right? You don't, many people don't go for AV and the AM after they use hashtag Infocom 2022, unless it's a group thing and people are very respectful of it. I find that incredible because I've never really told anybody it's just for Sundays, but it's kind of like, you know, first rule of fight club. You don't talk about fight club outside of fight club. I mean, that I joke about fight club and somebody mentioned this, you know, something about, you know, holding a masterclass and I only want to do underground fight club, uh, social media classes. Now I told them, but it's because it's what it works. Right. Um, when you have a community, the community kind of decides, uh, I'm, I put it together. It's kind of my thing. When I take a day off, there's not many folks that can step up and, and, and do it because the, the first thing that people think of is that I can't handle the amount of stuff, right? Um, I don't have any tech. There's no technical wizardry going on. Let me, let me be clear here. What has evolved with AVN AM? My questions have evolved. I source a lot of questions from people. What's killing me is that I'm home. My best questions, my best conversations came from bar conversations while I was at an airport bar or while I was waiting uh, for a trade show to finish, you know, uh, close. Well, we closed down a trade show or a road show and we we're all standing at the bar and somebody asked the question. And I'm like, well, why can't you do that? And I take that question and I will repurpose it for a way for AV and the AM, because if it's working at a bar, if somebody has that question at the bar, why not take it out? So I have nothing against the media, right? I'm friends with a lot of the media, but there's only so many things that they want to talk about, right? What's hot, what's not. Well, some of the things that are hot that they don't pay attention to is what is being talked about at the bars, at the events, after hours, you know, behind closed doors. I don't have to mention names, and I typically don't. When I get mailbag, I never attach a name to it, right? I did a women in AV, uh, not a women in AV, but a women's group takeover, uh, which some will say was successful. Others will challenge that. But for that takeover in particular, I said, I do not want to reveal who the people are. You can guess all you want who it was, right? I'll never give up my sources. I'm not, I'm not a journalist, but the reason why is I take the blame. If the question was wrong, it's on me. And I'm protecting the people that wanted to ask questions about diversity and wanted to ask questions that had never been brought up about, you know, I have a, a child who has uh, a disability. How do I bring that person into, a, into the industry when the industry, you know, mandates that you carry, you know, a 50 pound tool bag? Right. So how do, how do we get past learning disabilities with a, a shop, you know, uh, Stuart, who doesn't want to spend more than a week telling the person the same thing? Because if somebody has a learning disability, for example, how do you do how do you teach somebody how to wire a rack? Because a lot of times you have to show multiple times. And the patience that I've seen in a rack build is slim to none with some of these guys that have been doing this and they just think it's automatic. So when some of the, uh, some of the, these women from uh, the, the group got together and said, Hey, we'd like to bring these questions up. I said, I would love to reveal who you guys are, but to be honest with you, I don't want it to come back on you the wrong way. And it has some of these questions, people have questioned. I've gotten my DMS light up, man, on days where I am just like, listen, 
I'm not telling you who, 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 who wanted this question, but I have to ask. Some of the questions are, are crazy. I've had people ask me, okay, hey, can we talk about taxes? I'm like, I don't know how many people we know that are tax specialists. I'm like, because they wanted to talk about taxes and they wanted to talk about the tariffs. And I'm like, as long as there's an audience that can talk, I'm cool with it. Unfortunately, I just look at my audience and go, I don't know many people that are going to be able to address these tariff questions. Right. And then there's times where we put out questions and I say we, because sometimes they're coming in through, through people and the questions are meant to make you think. I think one of the toughest questions I ever asked was I gave you a blank check, designed the perfect something. And I got more responses about, well, that will never happen. Nobody will ever give me a, you know, a blank check. I'm like, but that's the exercise. The exercise is money is no cost. What do you do in this situation? And I would say that there were people that refused to ask that question because they could not get past the fact that that's not reality. But it was a learning exercise because I read a lot of books. I see a lot of videos and I listen to a lot of podcasts. And my, my whole goal in that question was, let's push the envelope and, and bring out the creativity. Because I've referred to us for many years, we used to be the magicians of the world. You gave us two things in our hands and we had to figure out how to make them work. And typically it involved programming, right? How do you make this and this talk to each other? You run a wire, now what, right? So we were magicians, we were artists, we were creatives, we've always been. But somewhere when we start mixing with IT, it starts, you start losing imagination. Right. And it's no disrespect because I know you guys are, are heavy on the IT side, but ones and zeros do not translate well into the into the art world. Right. So sometimes it's not just black, white. There's not even gray. There's some hues of color that kind of come through. And that's what sometimes I, I'm, I'm hoping and I write a question and I put it out there and I'm thinking, please let them see that it's look past what I can write in 140 characters and get, you know, and get a little, you know, trippy with it. Think about something out of the box. And um, if it doesn't go that way, it doesn't. But I try. Uh, the job is for me to make you think of things. And I'll grab stuff out of the headlines from other organizations, for, from other industries and bring it into ours and say, what are we doing about this? And there's people that are like, that's not my problem. I'm like, well, it's somebody else's problem. It's only a matter of time before it gets here. So that's kind of the thought process that goes into you know, how I build questions and I have a lot of help. I, the, as the years pass, I get more and more people that are just like, I got an idea for a question. I got an idea for a topic and they come in and, you know, some people just send me five questions right away, framed, ready to go. And I just tweak them out a little bit because I have to make them as inclusive as possible for that. Everybody can speak, right? Um, there are people there that, 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 that are online that are founders, CEOs, owners, right? Um, but 90% of the art, 90% uh, of the audience is technicians, technology managers, uh, project managers, engineers, salespeople, marketing folks. Um, I have to be careful when I start talking about ownership because some people, you know, are like, why are you talking about ownership? There's only like four owners here and they don't look past the fact that there's so many other owners today, this weekend's conversation about side hustles right? It was kind of a jab at that because how many people that are on AV and the AM are up answering a question, but they're actually working their, their craftsmen, for example, on the weekends, right? Or their side hustle is that they play ice hockey professionally, right? Or, or stuff like that. So that's kind of where I wanted to, to, to tap into the, the, the mind of the side hustle entrepreneur 
and what advice they have for people that may be on the fence. Where am I at this point because of the great resignation and all that sort of stuff that's going on in today's world? So told you, Steve, you got to put a you got to put a light up or something. I will not stop talking. This is great, great stuff. <laughs> I, hey, I, as I say all the time when I do podcasts, if if, if I'm not talking, then, then that means that we have good guests. So, <laughs> the, yeah. so, so, you know, with that in mind, you know, we're, we're probably are going to going to bring this to a close shortly, but I did want to touch on something for our audience. What, what, um, how can we encourage people to get involved that either are not social media savvy or are not comfortable with, the, the whole social media side, I, mean, I think that they're missing out. And, mm -hmm. and I think one of the things that I'll comment on that you said about the questions is I think the beauty of the conversation is almost the secondary topics that's come from the questions. They're not always answering the questions. It's answering the comments that people have with regard to the questions. So, um, but, yes. but I, I want to encourage more people to get involved, specifically this audience. Yeah. The, the conversation of whether to be on social or not, that's, a, I will tell everybody that they should be, or it can be, or they, um, you know, are missing out. I, I I'm of that belief as well. Right. I believe that, you know, the more people are listening in and participating, the better. I also know that, that we have lurkers, the lurkers are there. They're watching, they're listening. There's also lurkers that are sent by their organizations to lurk and then bring it back. I can't say that, that it, that it doesn't happen or that it doesn't exist. But I tell you, man, it is wild when somebody quotes me word for word about something that was on AV and the AM and that person I have never seen on there. I didn't even know they had a social profile. So yeah, we got attention. You know, I, I hate talking that way because it's for one, it could scare people, right? There's people that were like, Oh my God, we don't want our employer. We don't want a VIXA. We don't want NSCA. We don't want anybody listening. We kind of, it, it's supposed to be, and that's the way it started on Sunday. Nobody was supposed to be on. Go ahead, talk. <laughs> Who's paying attention? Nobody's up. Uh, three years ago, things have changed. Pandemic changed that. Uh, for people that are, that are there, your audience, um, it's on me right now to figure out how to do it. And I've been lazy in that sense. And that in three years, I have not found a way to take it offline. Right. Because that is probably one of my number one regrets is how do I do this? Right. How do I take it out and bring it to people and build this community outwards? I have uh, I, I've, I've already talked to James. I was like, I was going to, you know, maybe I should have the Slack group. But then it takes away from what the spontaneity and conversation part of AVNA on Sunday is all about. I've thought about taking it to LinkedIn. A lot of professionals on LinkedIn be great. The platform doesn't work for that because it's not the back and forth. Um, there's not that kind of, of, of fast moving. You'll find people answering a question and going back and going away. That was not what it, how, I, I, how I imagined it. And it's not how it evolved. The best idea that I've had, um, which I, you know what, I'll save that for another conversation because it would actually uh, allow for some offline stuff, but I am hesitant to, to say it because of, because uh, then, because then, you know what, somebody else is going to do it at this point. And I've given away a lot and I want to hold this one in my pocket. So thank you, sir, for, for having me on. I'm going to end the show right there. How's that? Hey, there's a teaser for you. Stay uh, tuned. What, what are your thoughts uh, and any any uh, closing uh, comments here and uh, we'll, before we wrap it up? 
Uh, just a quick note about getting involved. It's key. Get get involved because I started. I was a lurker, uh, not a long lurker, but I started as a lurker, and then I started commenting on AV and AM, and that's where I met Steve, and then I got invited to some podcasts with a random uh, question I put out there, and now I'm grown. We got. As the programmer, I'm a writer for the Higher Ed Digital Magazine. I'm a crew member for the AV Life, uh, HEPMA board member. I mean, I'm all over the place. So uh, get out there because everyone has a voice. Everyone has value. You have something to add. I didn't think I did. As I keep saying, I'm a nobody from Jersey. So uh, this is the most Jersey podcast I've ever been on, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Just want to point that out. Yeah, You're missing maybe three or four people. <laughs> couple, couple people probably would have made it really, really very Jersey because, uh, wow, we have all, we have Central Jersey being represented. We have Northern New Jersey, and we have the real South Jersey being represented. We can have a discussion about pork roll versus Taylor Ham all day today. Well, yeah, we could. That would take up like five hours, but. Yeah. Um, so just get out there, guys. You're not gonna, you can't be wrong. Even if you're wrong, you have value to add and you learn and you grow from there. Yep. Absolutely. Rich, thank you so much for being part of this. I, I just want to just comment that my, my foray into AV and AM was after Infocom, it must've been 2019 that I was so jazzed from the show that like AV and the AM was, was where I was able to let out all of that energy and I haven't stopped since. So thanks for that. Hey man, 2019's AV and the AM post show still today owns the record for the most impressions we've ever done yeah. at 10 million impressions, uh, post, uh, post Infocom show. So it was a great show and it was a lot of conversation because everybody was fired up. So it was yeah. great. And, uh, you know, thank you to the, the people that were all chatting that day, but we've had a lot of good, a lot of good runs since then, but that one stands out 2019 post show, the post shows of the trade show where, where I'm at and I can fire up the questions, um, have, uh, been very successful for us in the past and get a lot of energy and a lot of, uh, a lot of opinions. And that's what matters. Uh, you, you got to hear your voice. You got to put your voice out there. And my job on a Sunday is to amplify, retweet that. And for, if there's anybody watching this that has any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm there. Uh, I am not shy uh, to people just sneaking into my, my, my DMs. That happens all the time. Send me a direct message. I'll tell you exactly how to, how to go ahead and get, be a part of it. And uh, if not, I can at least welcome you into the group and uh, put some eyes on the people that are coming in if you want to be uh, you know, noticed. If you don't, you can join as a lurker. I'm always taking questions and I'm always taking uh, topics, especially uh, it does run. The well does run dry every once in a while in a slow period of, of um, you know, when, when the industry is not chatting or not making a lot of noise, then I have to go digging and fishing for cool things to talk about. So I welcome any and all people to come. And how do they get in touch with you if they don't know already? LinkedIn, Christopher Netto, CTS. Uh, you can search me there. You can find me at Chris underscore Netto on Twitter. Uh, from there, you can probably find my other stuff. I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok, working with TikTok, how to figure that out. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. You know, it's the beginning of the new year, a lot of dreams, a lot of aspirations, uh, hoping to uh, get back to Infocom is the number one goal because that's our Super Bowl here in the States. Outside of that, uh, there's 
you know, there's the always, uh, am I returning back to London? We had a successful run in London with myself and Tim Albright when uh, we went out for the AV Awards and got to do a social media conversation at an innovation house. Uh, I work for Starin, so you can find me and Starin online. Starin's at Starin.biz. We're part of the Midwich group, so you find Midwich out there as well. Uh, there's no uh, lack of Googling my name and finding me somehow, but I am happy to connect with everybody. Thanks. James, how, how can people get in touch with you and learn what you're up to? Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter, AV underscore James King, or find me on Sunday mornings on AV in the AM. I do write for the digital magazine, Higher Ed AV, and I write the IT and AV column, uh, weekly crew member for the AV Life, have my board member. And again, like Chris, Google my name. I'm sure you can find me. Sounds good to me. And for me, you can reach me on social media at Steve Greenblatt. My company uh, blog that I write for uh, is Control Concept, found at controlconcepts.net. I also do some writing for AV Network and uh, also check it, us out on Sunday mornings. That'd be the best place to connect and chat and engage. Uh, hashtag AV in the AM, starting at 8 a.m. So for with Eastern. that said, <laughs> yes, Eastern. With that said, thank you, Chris, for being a part of this. And this has been Ask the Programmer.